You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast midweek Europod version where we get to talk about everything going on in European football and we certainly want to keep track of the Premier League clubs and Manchester United's progress in the Europa League competition and that's what we start with Robbie oh my friend I'm Mm. Robbie Musto and we saw Manchester United go away from home to Spain to Zelta Vigo and comfortably I would say comfortably Performed very well, win the game 1-0 through an excellent Marcus Rashford free kick. In a game, Rob, that I thought, to summarise quickly, was very professional, very thorough. And I thought United showed a focus and a determination that I guess backs up the words of the manager, Jose Mourinho, when they said that all the eggs were in this basket, this was our priority. To be fair, Rob, it looked like the team had that total mindset going into this match. Yeah, to be honest, Rob, I think if, if you look at the competition as a whole, Jose Mourinho and this group of players have taken it very seriously from, from day one. I always think the Europa League is, is a tournament that many Premier League teams have to work hard to get in and, and work just as hard to get out because it, it doesn't seem like it, it carries that much weight or favour. Certainly since Champions League qualification has been added on to the winners now, that, that's changed it somewhat. But no, I agree with you. I thought it was serious. I, I have to admit, I got to half-time, Robin, and I'm thinking, hold on, hold on, is this a United of all that we've seen this season, creating good, clear chances? I think of Lingard, I think of Mkhitaryan, I think of Rashford maybe in the first half. All having chances really where I'm thinking they should put one of them away and put them in charge. But there was enough control of the game through Pogba in midfield, who I thought was excellent. There was enough threat with, with, the, with the front three, certainly the running and, and the sort of speed and, and, and growing development of Marcus Rashford, who we'll talk about. Mm. Um, it's a wonderful goal by the kid. Free kick, picks himself up after the foul to, to give him the goal. And as you say, I think away, away goal, so important. Clean sheet, so important. And, and it's interesting, Rob, because as the goal came around the 67-minute mark, we saw Jose Mourinho jump out of his seat, go running down the, the, the touchline, very much Porto-style at Old Trafford many years ago. I thought, wow. And in some respects, Rob, I was thinking how important this goal was for Jose Marina and Manchester United because it puts them in pole position now to, to get done with the second leg. And if they do that properly, they could have got the game won at half-time next week at Old Trafford. And, and I just think that this is so important for Jose Marino, Champions League football. If he's going to spend the kind of money he wants, if he's going to attract the kind of players that he wants to take them to the next day so they're competing for titles. 
you know, getting you Champions League football is huge. And this goal for, for Marcus Rashford uh, was very much the case. So, yeah, they got the job done wrong. Yes, it was professional. And now expect them, you know, I don't really see any reason why they shouldn't finish the job off at Old Trafford. And then looking like it, it might be Ajax in the final. Yeah, I mean, I just think, um, you know, back on the game, I just think Jose Mourinho's experience of uh, Spanish football, he went with power. He went with um, very much on the front foot. You got the powerful Fellaini and Pogba and the hard running for uh, Herrera just behind mm. them. You've got the running ability of Lingard and Rashford. You know, he picked the right team, plenty of power, um, plenty of forward momentum and, and just an excellent performance. As a little... I think, I mean, of course, we don't get the chance to watch Spanish football as much as yeah. I used to enjoy yeah. watching a few years ago. Um, Celta Vigo were, were a bit disappointing to me, Rob. I mm. thought they'd give United a lot more problems. You look at the table, they're sat mid-table. I think they're yeah, th- mid-table, aren't they? Yeah. yeah long, there are a lot of points behind the big boys, and I thought it mm. showed. I, you know, when, you, when you're relying on Iago Aspas and Gudetta players yeah. that, that didn't make it in the Premier League with, um, mm. with Liverpool and Man City, respectively, it, 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 I, guess, I guess United showed their dominance as they should do in this matchup of squads. And, um, yeah, just an excellent performance. And, and Rashford's free-kick goal was, was, was special. Um, just, just very, very good. I guess, like you, I think this tie is done. I think United mm. now at home with the focus, with the fact that they've seen what Celta Vigo have got on their home patch, you know, yeah. with a, with a you know, reasonable atmosphere and it, it feeling like this was a dream game for them, that they didn't really dent United in any way, just that early chance. You have to think that, that United will not let this go. They're going to reach the final because that was a comfortable game. Um, and then you just you kind of look ahead, Rob, of the rest of the season yeah. for, for Manchester United and, and what they might do. We saw on the bench today that Carrick was there, that Wayne Rooney was there, the Smalling, Martial, uh, Mata. They've got you know a good enough squad to maybe rotate, rotate a little bit into the Arsenal game. What do you think he, he should do? We did have a, a tweet, Rob, just mention it. Uh, Sonny Sokat, yeah. Rob, and Nippon Chopra, kind of friends of, our sh- friends of the show, did tweet me to say, what do you think? Should, should Manchester United rest the key players for the mm. second leg, you know, with that big league game against Arsenal away coming up at the weekend? Listen, Rob, I, I look at it, I think we, we might differ on this. I, I just think that Jose Mourinho looks, looks at, at the league table at the moment. They're not in, in top force, but it's not necessarily in their hands anymore. And if Liverpool go about their business properly, if Manchester City get their focus right, then, then Manchester United, as well as they can, can, can chase, may still end up in, in fifth spot. And, and because of that, because of Jose Mourinho, like you said, this guy's a master. I think he's a master in a one-off game. We saw it at Old Trafford. Um, we saw it sorry, at the Etihad in the Manchester derby. We saw it at Old Trafford when he set his team up to, 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 to outdo a Chelsea team on the day. This guy is a one-game master and can look at the opposition, find their strengths, nullify them and find a way to win games. Now, He's got one game against Celta Vigo, a, a very average Spanish yeah. team that they've now shown that they can get that, that, that should be done. They then play, which looks like Ajax, who are a decent technical footballing team, but in terms of power and speed and quality, Manchester United should be good enough. And because of that, Rob, and because of the opportunity that Champions League football comes after after the um, after the Europa League, I think it's eggs in one basket and. 
Listen, I, I'm not saying he has to go weakened at Arsenal Football Club because one, he ain't going to want to do Arsenal Wenger any favours. Two, he isn't going to throw games away. But Robbie's getting one or two players back. Fellaini played today, can't play in the Premier League. Chris Smalling was on the bench, which is important, probably comes in for maybe Daily Blind or Eric Bailly gets a rest. You know, Pogba might get another 40, 50 minutes out of him, you might rest him. Marcus Rashford's at 19 years of age, in the kind of form, will play a game every day. So you don't want to rest people like him yeah. while matches come back into the fold. So, yes, I see sort of rest inverted comes, but I'm thinking more rotation. I'm thinking some players may want to play and keep things going. Other players will come back into the team. This is Manchester United, Rob. This ain't Bournemouth. This ain't Burnley. This ain't Swansea, who struggled to, to put out you know, a strong 11. This is Manchester United. And I know they've got injuries, but there's still some quality in that squad. Yeah, I think, um, see, I, I think this, this game is, is done with Celta Vigo. And I think when you've only got five games left of a season, I think play, play a team that you can beat Arsenal with. Now, yes, of course, there might be players that come into the side. You mm. think Martial would absolutely come in with his pace, Wayne yeah. Rooney's uh, tenacity against, um, you know, mm. a weak uh, Arsenal side. I think they've got to go there and try and win the game. I don't, I don't think it's a matter of... And I think Jose Mourinho has tried to deflect the, the pressure away from the yeah. Premier League. Yeah. If like, well, it's not... You know, with the situation, we're dropping points, we're probably not going to do it. They've absolutely got a chance to do it. And I just think there could be regrets, Rob. I just think there could be regrets. If they regrets don't put, what? Well, if they don't go f- fully to try and get in the top four with the Premier League, we assume they're going to get through to the final. There's no guarantee yeah. they win that final. They are still yeah, absolutely in touching distance of the, of the top four. What? Yeah, but what would you gamble? One game against, let's say, Ajax in, in Europa in the Europa League final to, to get Champions League football, or having to win out clear the the, the next what is it uh, four games for, for for Manchester United? I'd take the one game against Ajax all day long if I'm Jose Mourinho. I've got to say, and, and the other thing, Robin, and just coming probably the one downside tonight. We don't know at this point how difficult. But Marcus Rashford came off the off the pitch at the end. Ashley Young came on the pitch as a sub and came off with looks like maybe a hamstring or something. So again, another couple of injuries that they can ill afford. Can he, can, he, can he risk going into these games and, and, and then making it to the final and then not having people available, fit and ready? You know what, as well? Listen, if Marcus Rashford's got a bit of a knock, it absolutely mm. makes sense to, to rest him at the weekend. Yeah. But for players who have reported back, and I watched this game quite closely, Rob, in the second half, to see how much, actually, those Manchester United players were being exerted. Putting in, were they yeah. charging around? Did they have to kind of, yeah. you know... It wasn't work? one of them days, was it? It didn't really. So, I, mm. you know, I... I, I um, I would expect Manchester United to, to put a very strong side out, have a look at who's kind of not available. And then, and then like you said, he's great at plans for certain games to absolutely try and do it because they're still, you know, you say it's not in their hands. They've got some big games against difficult opponents, but if they can win those games, Arsenal away, of course, is a, is a very difficult one. You, you know, it's not impossible. Spurs away is difficult. So I understand why he's saying what he's saying. Uh, yeah. But this is Manchester United, and you know, I, I expect I can't imagine any Man United club manager or, or team to to kind of prioritise the Europa League over the Premier League when there's only a few games left, and they have got some returning players, and the Celta Vigo game was comfortable, and the second leg at home with an away goal. I just think it would be a mistake not really putting everything into the the league game. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what he does. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, we disagree. Just just want to uh, just hone in a little bit. A couple of players I thought today who, who, who both were 
were outstanding in different ways. Marcus Rashford, Robert, at 19 years of age. Just want to talk about the kid a little bit today in terms of, you know, he misses a few chances. He's not the finished article yet, but I just get the sense with this kid now, he needs the confidence, he needs the arm around his shoulder. He needs to get in a position, and I was trying to think, who am I trying to think somebody similar with? A little bit like Harry Kane was at Spurs. I think he, he you've now got to play him through his good and bad patches, Rob. You've got to let him come through things. You've got to let him learn the game. You've got to let him body up against big defenders and know sometimes he's got to use his body. I just get the sense with this kid now, here is the time to give this kid his head and, 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 and let him feel it, it's his place to own now. It's his position to own. Zlatan, we know, has had the injury. Whether he'll ever come back in Manchester United shirt, what we'll have to see. No, Martial is a talented forward still, you know, we're still to see him on a consistent basis. This kid can deliver goals and has got the talent to be a Manchester United number nine for, for a number of years. Mm. But this formative next year, 18 months of his development are crucial and he's got to be playing regular football. Thing is, though, we've seen before with Jose Mourinho that he doesn't always favour the younger players in, in no. pressure situations. And he's at a football club, Rob, that they can bring in you know, pretty much. Don't spend money. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can bring in pretty much any forward apart from... The... I think it'll be a mistake though, Rob. What I'm saying, I think it's a mistake. I think you've got to give this kid a chance. I agree. I think he's ready. When he's grabbing a free kick away from... Yeah. And, and, ...and Henrik McTarry and he smashes it in the top corner, that, that Correct. not just yeah. for his own confidence, but for others, the mm-hmm. other players to say, wow, this kid, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, fair play to him to do that in a game like that and to take that ball with confidence. And he has taken free kicks and, and fair play to him. I yeah. totally agree with you, Rob. I would have him up there all the time. I, it's just we have to consider Mourinho's history with the younger players. And if he does bring in, you know, a, a Griezmann or, or another forward, mm. he might, if he just plays a one up front, which he often does, is Rashford going to be pushed out wide? Because I don't think he's the same player wide, Rob. No, I think he's loving up the middle. He's quick. Mm. Yes, he makes a wrong decision sometimes on the ball where you think, well, he should pass it there. Or, mm. But that's... He's got to learn the game. He's 19. I know. I know. But I, I, I thought he was, he was excellent. And um, I, I just love his attitude. I love his, his, what he brings to a game. Um, just, just on the other... You could, have, you could talk about Paul Pogba because oh, he, was a, he had a really good yeah. day, Rob, as well. I yeah, thought, I just yeah. wanted to talk about Paul Pogba as well, coming back in the t- to the team. You know, he's had plenty of stick over the course of this season for what he hasn't done. And, and, but he looks a different league to anybody out there in terms of his physicality, of his ability, of his passing. And I just thought... You know, the end of the season could be just the next five or six games could be important for Paul Pogba, get himself set up for, for what will be a big season in next season. And as you say, with, with important Premier League games to come, you know, a couple of important Europa League games, hopefully Manchester United get, get through sort of eager as we expect. You know, it could be a good end, big end of the season for Paul Pogba and Manchester United. You know what, if some of the chances were finished off, he'd have more assists to his yeah. game. You know, yeah. and, and people do look at that, and, and we quote mm. all the time, Rob, when we're doing our lineups um, for our TV yeah. broadcast, that you do look at numbers and you look at goals and assists, and I think you expect those numbers to be bigger from him. But I just thought today, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because he can look, he can look like a, well, <laughs> literally a million dollars or a lot yeah. more. Than that. 100, 116 million, by the way. <laughs> And then other times he, he doesn't, and it's just that consistency. You know? yeah. But I thought today, my goodness, mm. he was he did a bit of everything, and I think that's what he needs to do in, in, on a consistent basis. And also, by the way, I know Fellaini picked up a yellow card, and there was, yeah. 
I, I thought the two of those guys in there today picked up everything. I mean, it's every mm-hmm. second ball. And that can, and we've been in there, Rob. And when that happens, when there's loose balls and bouncing balls and those two take control, they chest it down, they win headers. It's kind of difficult. It's difficult to get hold of the ball and, and get your team going forward. So I thought those two particularly deserve a lot of credit. Yeah, just, just, a, just an excellent performance for Manchester United. Yeah, as you'd expect, dominant in, in that area of the field. You talk about Fellaini's physicality at time. I think it's an important element for Manchester United, who are not quite the Manchester United yet, who can break everybody down with, with a great football. The Fellaini plays, plays an important role. But no, as you said, good job done for Manchester United. Got the clean sheet, got the goal. Certainly looks like um, they're going to take a stride towards the Europa League final. We'll see how that plays out with, with the rest of the Premier League games to come, Rob. Yeah, That's sort of... Switch, switch tacks up a little little bit. Do you want to just talk a little bit about the, the other games yeah. in, in Europe this week? Champions League, obviously there's no English teams left anymore. Leicester were the last team in there batting along. But um, Atletico Madrid, who, who got past Leicester, got a little bit of a lesson this week from yeah. a certain Cristiano Ronaldo. What is it, 42 hat-tricks now in his career? Some, some 398 goals. I mean, yeah. Robert... One of the things I, I, I kind of dislike about this here and about our, our, our industry is like, you know, every time Ronaldo does something, he, he seems to be measured against Messi. And it's almost like, can we stop this, please? Can we just, <laughs> can we just for a moment take a time to, to just marvel at it was, is the, the quality and the development of a footballer that we saw, you know, pretty much from his early days at Manchester United grow into this superstar, go on to prove himself as one of the best players in the world best players that the game's produced. And at the moment, Rob, it is not only his goals, but his hunger and his drive to get these goals is, is something that, you know, special at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's, uh, he's 32 years of age, Robbie Earl. He is in amazing condition when others in other football clubs around the age is not. Um, his hunger to score is, is incredible. His anticipation... Um, yes, he doesn't play wide so much now. He's not the dribbling guy that can dribble and get round people. But but just in the penalty box, he's the best in the world by a, yeah. by a long shot. Messi's different, um, and we're not going to go there. Everybody else goes there, and um, you know I, I'm I'm just an absolute lover of Lionel Messi. So um, he always will be number one for me. But the way that Ronaldo's kind of morphed into this incredibly dangerous, ruthless, amazingly good finisher in the penalty box is stunning to see. But it wasn't just about him, Rob. And it was interesting yeah. because Atletico Madrid, I thought, were really impressive against Leicester City. Really impressive. Yeah. Now, I know it's little old Leicester City, and I know that, you know, they'll be expected to beat them, Atletico. Um, but but they were good. They were hardworking. They were skillful. They yeah, they were difficult to break down. They did a really good job. So for them yeah. to get destroyed, it's just a little reminder for, 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 for me and for, for people that are watching of just how, how good Real Madrid are. They did. And these levels, isn't it? These levels in football, level. Rob. You don't, you yeah, know. you don't get a sense sometimes. But that, yeah. I just, I got that sense of, wow. Atletico Madrid are a really good side. Good players, excellent manager, and Real Madrid toyed with them. So it just yeah. gives you a little bit of, of, of just how good this Real Madrid side is. So, yeah, I mean, it looks very difficult for them, somebody to beat them. But somebody will try, and maybe after the first leg, it's going to be Juventus. A 2-0 victory for them against Monaco, yeah. and two goals for Higuain, Gonzalo Higuain. Again, it's been, it's been good watching his kind of movement around European football, yeah. and Napoli, and uh, Real Madrid, and now Juventus, and, and what he's doing there, and, and, a, and a side that, 
that have, have changed a lot. You know, we of course, we don't watch them every week, but you look no. at this, this to team and stuff, and it's changed a lot. You know, it hasn't changed in the goal, and it'd be amazing for Gigi Buffon yeah, to try and win this tournament. Yeah. But even the, the front line of Higuain, they've lost uh, Paul Pogba, of course, mm-hmm. a front line that had Tevez in it not so long ago, and, and you can go back and where they've lost yeah. players and... Um, They've lost a manager, Rob, you know, who, who's now coming to English football and Dumas. Antonio Conte sort of set this trend off at Juventus. They're like, he's managed to, to, to continue with as well. And, you know, I, I just thought as well that there's been a lot of sway towards Monaco and these young players and advances. But again, it was a little bit of a lesson. It was a, bit of, a little bit of about the levels in football. And, and this Juventus team have got some experience, you know, with titles and with winning things. They're banging there again. And as you say, it'd be great for Buffon at Cardiff this year, the finalists, to finally pick up a trophy that's alluded him to his great career. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It will be. It's just, it's impressive what's going on there. It really is, Rob, from the troubles of years ago to getting back in the top flight, to dominating, that now bang on top of the Serie A table again with different players in different positions with really good recruitment throughout the squad. It's a pretty good story, and it sounds like have, yeah. Just, just one of just before we move on, because I know we're going to have a look at the rest of the Premier League for, for this weekend coming up. But just, and I don't, I don't want to let's go in depth, but I think it, it, even this could be a podcast for the future. Where is where is English football and Premier League? We're talking about Juventus again, you know, getting there. We're talking about Atleti and Madrid getting to, to semi-finals. You know, we're, we're talking about Monaco and French football making it through. So, where are we with with? English football, Premier League clubs now, some of the best managers in the world. We've got Pep, we've got Klopp, we've got Mourinho. You know, we, we've got sort of some of the best managers in the world, supposedly the best, most exciting league in the world. But in European football, we're not getting it done. And certainly in, in, in international tournaments, England aren't getting it done. Are, are we falling behind? It, tactically, are we, are we where we should be? Is, is a new wave of kids coming that maybe is, is the next Verticomers golden generation? You know what, mate? It is a, it's a big topic. Um, and, we, you know, there's only a certain amount we want to touch on tonight. All, all I would say is this. We work on the Premier League, Rob, and, of course, mm-hmm. we, we, we love it. We, we, we're positive about it. We promote it. We, yep. we, we cover all the big stories and the managers and the teams and the money, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, fact is, it's the, the, the Premier League sides are, are, are badly Underachieving in European competition. Yeah, you can't say you can't. The, the, the no, numbers. When, when of, Leicester City are, 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 are the, the in the competition the longest and, and they're so representative when we get to quarterfinals, tells you that, that we're, we're falling short somewhere, Rob. Well, Spurs first finished third in their group, Rob, behind by Leverkusen. Mm-hmm. You know, and a yeah. fair bit, you know, short of Monaco at the top of the, you know, whether it's Monaco, whether it's Leon in in, uh, in the Europa League, uh, the Premier League. Uh, Teams are underachieving. I mean, it's just, you know, Arsenal, you know, kind of get through and Man City get to a certain point. But with the money, with the managers, with the clubs, with the resource, with the TV revenue, with everything else, absolutely, the teams aren't that good. The teams aren't that good. Now, Antonio Conte with Chelsea next season, very interesting because the pragmatic kind of very well-balanced style of, of, of the manager with the players they've got and by, you know, all accounts the players they're going to bring in, they will be interesting for next season. But there's no question that this is disappointing. And it's just the teams aren't that good. The recruitment has not been that good. And there's other clubs mm. in European football, Rob, Rob, not just about the Premier League sides. And we know it. Yeah. We, we, lived out, we live now outside of the UK. Yeah. And we're outside of that bubble that is English football. There's some very, yeah. very good leagues, some very, very good football clubs, some very wealthy football clubs and excellent managers that are not in the Premier League. And I think that has to be respect 
for, for those clubs and for those leagues because the Premier League might be entertaining, it might be incredibly competitive, but it's not the best football teams at the moment. You know, we've got two really good sides in Spurs and, and Chelsea. Um, Spurs have improved over the, maybe after they exited disappointingly from the European competitions. Um, but next season, you know, I, I guess those two would be the ones that we expect to do the most through. But, but you know, Spurs have got to jump forward a lot from what they showed us this year. So what, what do you think, Rob? You know, I, it's, it's difficult to get to all the layers, but that's yeah. my, my immediate thought is, no excuses that the English teams are just not very good right now when you compare them to the big boys. Well, and I, I, I look sometimes, Robert, at the style of football, what's been played, the way we, we the, the game's played in England. And I think at times, like I say, I think the, the title is probably the most exciting league in the world, not always probably the best in the league. And I think at times, you know, the, the up and down, the giving the ball away, the winning of tackles and all those things are great for English football, Rob, and we love it. And we come off sometimes saying that's what makes English football unique. I'm not sure when you take that same football into European football that it's that beneficial, that you're prepared to give the ball away, Rob, that we haven't got the patience to play out the back, that every time you go forward, you're not thinking about scoring goals. I just think at times there's another development in in, in foreign European teams there's, there's a better tactical understanding of what's required du- during those teams and at times people look more comfortable in possession Rob than, than we do in England now I think in England we tend to like to go to goal early quickly get chances I think in, in Europe we're prepared to, to wait a time and build the, the, the attacks with a little bit more yeah, method it's not always that, Rob. Rob Rob it's not always that you can't say I'm not and Spurs don't they're not long they're not they're not traditional English clubs and no, I'm not saying they are, but I'm also looking at young talents, Rob, and I'm saying, you know, the, the development. You look at the Monaco team, and I'm saying, well, are, yeah. are our young players still at, are developing in that, at that same level? And this, I'm talking about club football and international football, Rob Musto. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that, that yeah, you know, we've got to look at the way play, technical development of, of some of these young players when they're on the highest stage. This is where you talk about the Real Madrid. These are level, these levels. And sometimes I don't think we're up to the level that, that you go away and see other teams comfortable on the ball, can play through midfield, and then in the way that I sometimes don't think the English is, do, English team is saying. Do you think, do you think that, you know, with the amount of money that all the English clubs have, mm. they keep buying new players in, Rob, and that hurts the yeah. development of their clubs? Yeah, I mean, it yeah. And, and development to the young talents and players coming through. Because if we don't like something, we, we, we discard it. We spend 20, 30, 40 million, million dollars and we go and get somebody else in. And um, yeah. I, I just think that the game and, and hopefully some of these new managers coming in can help address some of these, these shortages, these issues that help clubs and national teams. But I do think that uh, when we go on the European stage, I, I just feel that at times there's, there's, a, there's a level of quality that, that English teams have to make up. But, listen, that, that's a podcast for another day. Let, let's talk about the teams who are trying to get back in the Champions League and trying to do something uh, about it. We've got a great weekend of football coming coming up um, over the Friday. Yeah, long week. We've got weekend. a big game this, this weekend. West Ham United, Tottenham, good derby. Two teams who don't particularly like each other. West Ham not in greatest of form, but they'll want to put one over their near-dear rivals. Tottenham stop them going uh, closing the gap to Chelsea to one point. But... Can't see anything but a Tottenham victory on this one, Rob. To be honest, well, I think I think Spurs will enjoy the open spaces of, of the London mm. Stadium. They'll enjoy the, the the time they're going to get. 
they can they can do anything that West Ham can do doubly, really, whether it's a yeah, physical yeah. game, which it won't be. West Ham, I think, will sit back. They'll be scared of Spurs, and Spurs um, will maybe need to be patient. We'll find a way through. Yeah, I just think when you look at that, this the title race, you look at them against West Ham, when, when yeah. you know, it, 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 because it's a London derby, it might be a little bit um, trickier than you'd expect, but but I, I still think Spurs will go through. You look at Chelsea, Rob. Adva- advantage playing first, Rob, as well, just to maybe, you know, narrow that gap and put a little bit of pressure on Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, they, they would absolutely do that. I mean, but Chelsea have got my old club, Middlesbrough, mm. on Monday. Yeah. So they've got to wait a little bit. They've got all the recovery time, resting time for, for that one. Yeah. I mean, Middlesbrough, you know, with a good performance against uh, Manchester City, you know, it, they've, they've, got, they've showed a little bit they've of fun. They've got a draw in them, haven't they? They've got a draw in them. They have got a draw in them. They've been to was it Arsenal or Manchester City? Yeah, they've got yeah. results, so they'll they'll be they'll use their defensive abilities and and, and try and make that difficult. So you know that the title race, you know, I think we kind of thought that last weekend with a hurdle of beating mm. uh, Everton away very impressively, um, but it, yeah. there are other hurdles. Maybe not as tall as that one, but there are other hurdles along the way, and that's the next one for Chelsea. Just on. On the top four race, Rob, I, you know what? Yeah. You look at the, the rundown of games and stuff, and I'm looking at Man City versus Palace. I'm looking at Liverpool versus Southampton. Two teams, yeah. they've, got, they've got winnable home games to kind of stamp their mark on this top four race. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're the one. I expect those two teams to win those games and kind of oh, take oh. control. But don't the, aren't these two teams who at times... You, isn't this one of those, like, these are banana skin for one of these. Is, isn't, that, isn't that who they are? Isn't that why they're in this position uh, that they, should, you know, get the job done uh, on other, some occasion? And every now and then, just when you want to put your money on them, they somehow let you down. And maybe a draw. I'm not saying they lose the games, but huge games, as you say, Rob, because obviously Man City uh, home to Palace, Liverpool, Southampton, mm. then Arsenal, the big one on Sunday, Arsenal, Manchester United, where... You know, either those two winning, it's closing the gap. Certainly Manchester United, if any of the other two above them were to drop points, may Jose Marino and his team might just start thinking about, oh, Europa League's good, but all of a sudden top four's even, the door's even open for us there. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting, Rob, because that game is, is the late game on Sunday. You know, yeah. they can react, or Jose Marino can react with his team mm. selection on the back of what Manchester City do. Yeah. If Man City win comfortably against Crystal Palace, um, you know, it, 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 you know, even even Liverpool, even Liverpool, mm. it might it might influence his selection for that particular game against Arsenal, um, and, and I hope it doesn't. I hope he goes there. Yeah. You know, there, there's games remaining in this league. You've just talked about it. Man City have not been consistent. Liverpool have not been consistent. They don't usually do well when they're in control of games, and particularly against the Southampton side that have got some attacking threat on the counter attack. So. You know, mm. it's a it's a really really interesting Sunday. I mean, it's so good now, Robin, at the Premier League because oh. whichever weekend, you, there's so many signs. Stories, that, stories. stories and there's- you know, I'm looking at the bottom, Rob. Hull, Hull and Sunderland, Swansea, Everton, and your Middlesbrough against Chelsea. I mean, somewhere, somewhere, there's going to be a story, and there's going to be some drama for one of those teams. Sunderland already gone. The other three teams desperately trying to make sure that they don't go down with them. Yeah, I mean, Hull and Swansea. It seems to mm. me. Uh, is going to be the shootout we've talked about for the last, yeah. last two or three, four weeks now. Um, both got home games. Swansea's mm. is harder. But I think yeah. you, know, you look at Hull City with Sunderland at home, it, 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 considering what's happened to Sunderland. Now, I don't know whether that, that 
I, I, in my right. opinion, it, it makes it easier for Hull. Easy, yeah. And but you, you never know, do you? you? never know. They might play freer. I mean, you know, is that, is yeah. that a possibility? I don't think so. I think there's, he'll make changes. I, I mean, I've been there. I've been there when you've been relegated. There's squabbling. There's, you know, arguments. There's layoffs. Exactly. There's all sorts yeah. of bad stuff. So I can't imagine Sunderland from, from somewhere are going to put a performance in. So I expect Hull City to win. And then you look at, at uh, Swansea. You know, Swansea versus mm. Everton, tough game. Back in their hands, yeah. yeah so Usually I, tough game, but got to, got, to put, got to point at Old Trafford that give him a bit of hope. Home form's been gone under Paul Clement. He's looking to turn things around. So, as you say, Rob, great storylines everywhere. Another great week uh, of uh, Premier League football. And we'll be having a podcast on Monday after that, so make sure that the uh, our fans are looking out for that. But, as ever, mate, uh, always good to speak. So, on a Thursday... When a single Marcus Rashford goal took United a big step towards Europa League finals and a place in next season's Champions League. Remember to remain part of the football conversation. Look out for our next podcast on Monday when we'll do an eventful weekend of Premier League football. And it might just reveal how strong Jose Mourinho goes with his Manchester United team as he faces his old nemesis, Orson Wenger, at the Emirates. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review the two Robbie shows on Apple Podcasts. The ratings help increase our ranking and visibility allows more football fans to discover the show. So, from me, Robbie Earl, and him, Robbie Musto, thanks for listening, and bye for now. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.